welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I'm Tyler Smith. I'm David Bax. And thank you for listening. David. Yes. How you doing? I'm super excited. Uh, well, I'm always excited to be able to do an episode with you, uh, yeah. which has been a rare occurrence over these last... Ten months. Good Lord. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. By the time this posts, closer to 11 months, right? Yeah. It'll be July when this posts. Yeah, that's So it'll true. be just over 10 months. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm always excited to be able to do an episode uh, with you, but I'm... Also, always very excited whenever we reach a 50-week 50, 50 milestone. Why is that? Well, I will tell you, but I'll tell you in a minute. Because first, I want to tell you about TweakedAudio.com. TweakedAudio.com is where you go for professional quality earbuds in a variety of stylish styles and colorful colors. They look great. They sound great. I use them each and every day. Tyler hopes to get back to using them each and every day, any day now. Uh, today, I was listening to the um, German free jazz pioneer... Uh, Peter Brotzman, who who died just about a week ago, uh, so I was listening to some of his music. Um, that's fun stuff to be blaring uh, uh, as you're as you're walking through the neighborhood. Um, There's very that- like c- cacophonic, I guess, a tonal, a rhythmic uh, jazz music. There's just I don't know what it is, but like somehow the idea of German and jazz don't like go together. <laughs> when I think of Germans, I think of like. Yeah, not a lot of uh, not a lot of freestyling, you know. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, free jazz at least. I mean, no. you're talking like someone who never saw Swing Kids. Um, <laughs> they're available at a low, low price at tweakedaudio.com, but if you use the offer code Pretension at checkout, you get one third off that low, low price and no shipping charges. So please go to tweakedaudio.com and use the offer code Pretension. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We're back. And you, you, you had asked me before we did the tweaked ad um, and before the uh, listeners heard an ad for, I don't know, protein powder. I have no sure. idea what our ads are for. Uh, uh, why I get so excited every 50 weeks. Well, listeners know that every... Every time there's an episode that ends in zero, generally speaking, asterisk, generally speaking, see note at bottom, uh, we profile the career of a film-related artist who has recently passed away. But there's an exception to that rule. So like I said, see note at bottom. Uh, if that episode number is evenly divisible by 50, then we just throw caution to the wind and let the chips fall where they may. We have a fun episode with special guests or a special guest. And uh, what could be more special than a battleship pretension the one where i met your mother crossover extravaganza so joining us to celebrate episode 850 is my the one where i met your mother co-host and my favorite wife it's natalie schaefer hey welcome happy to be here excited to see tyler yeah yeah we're here in tyler's um uh quarters i don't know what do you call this I call it a hospital room, but yeah. uh, it's not they, a, they don't like a hospital. they don't like to use that term. Yeah. HQ, we'll call it HQ. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I'm honored to be on the on the main feed. Yeah. It's nerve-wracking because I'm a fan. And it also means that you get to see firsthand all that stupid bullshit that David does at the top. Oh, yes. Yes. What, the tweaked ad that, like... No, that's fine. It's uh, when you start talking about math. And by yes. the way, when you say, uh, like, C note at the bottom, uh-huh. do you mean, like, like yeah. a $100 yeah, it's bill? Yeah, $100 bill at yeah. the bottom for the... Just one. Yeah, yeah, yeah first exactly. First person. Yeah, we're literally just... Just paying people to listen to the show now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, honestly, I mean, there are fewer listeners since you have been on the show uh, less, and we'd really appreciate those who have stuck around. Um, that kind of bums me out. No, I think it should make you happy. Um, I guess. Uh, it's, I mean, it also could be that it's not specifically about you, but more about me, <laughs> that they just like me oh. less. Oh, <laughs> like I... Uh, I kind of mitigate the uh, yeah. Normally you're the, the buffer. effects of you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And now it's just me and and Scott, who's like me but worse. Oh right? boy, that's for sure. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, I, I was going to ask you something. I forgot what it was. Uh, it was really really important. Uh, but yeah, we we don't do anything um, special or like or topic based for these yeah. episodes. We just we just uh, have fun and talk. Now it's been. What two years since you've been on yeah, yeah. The, the 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 podcast? Yeah. Uh, what have you been doing with yourself for the past two years? Nothing really. <laughs> um, no, I, I mean I'm not a comic or a film person necessarily. So strange choice as a guest on this pod, but. But again, it's I'll take one in the BP the team. fleet. It's yeah. the crossover right. of the, right. the 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 two. Uh, Shows that I'm on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess technically we could say uh, it's also more than one lesson crossover. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I guess every episode that I'm on could be considered that. Yeah. yeah. In um, the episode that I was on back in 2020. One. 2021. Yeah. It was, I, I picked a bunch of movies that I watched multiple times as a child that were kind of blind spots for you. Yeah. And... You watched many of them and... Fell in love with many of them? Yeah. Talked Not all of them. them? Yeah. Can you, uh, can you ref- give, give us, by which I mean me, uh, a refresher on what those movies were? Sure. I could start with the ones that you loved. Okay. Which, so you loved The Craft. Yeah, loved The Craft. Oh, that doesn't surprise me at all. Um, you, I think you loved Big Business. Yeah, but Is I that, thought we had watched that before. Oh, maybe. But yeah, Big okay. Business is a good movie. Okay, yeah. now I'm like drawing a blank. Okay, so the number oh, one thing... Mermaids. I, Mermaids is the number Mermaids, one like, yes. thing that I watched during that, that time yeah. that I really love. You hated Jawbreaker. Uh, Jawbreaker is the one that I hated. Yeah. Yeah, I really do you think liked... Jawbreaker is one of my least favorite movies I've ever seen. What's, I, I can picture Jawbreaker, but I don't really know what it's about. Oh, it's like a... Teen girl like dark comedy, yeah. right? It's, it's like kind a of, of like Heather's, like a new nouveau. He- I mean, but nouveau. It's trying but it's way too hard to be that. Twenty years ago, at this, yeah. more than twenty years ago. Yeah, but nouveau, like at the time, it was like yeah. Yeah. But it's basically a bunch of popular girls are like playing a prank on one of their friends, and they accidentally kill her. Got it. And then they have to like cover up the crime. Yeah, Rose McGowan is in it. Oh, okay. Rebecca Gayhart. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. This is pretty Rebecca Gayhart vehicular manslaughter yes. which is now the thing that I think she's most 
known for? Um, hmm. Judy Greer. Oh, okay. Oh, right. She's like the nerd. She's not one of the main kids. She's yes. like the nerdy girl. Yes. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about her. Um, yeah. And then, weirdly enough, Pam Greer. That's right. She's the detective. She's the detective. Yeah. Greer uh, spelled different. Two, yeah, yeah, two, two yeah. different two spellings. Um, yeah, it's interesting. You mentioned uh, Jawbreaker and that kind of that type of movie because I recently, somewhat recently, watched for the first time um, Drop Dead Gorgeous. That, is that, that, was, that, that was one positive. That was one of my, um, yeah, that was on there. You didn't like it. No, but I had seen that a long time okay. ago. Okay, so what did it, you yeah. think about Drop Dead Gorgeous? I mean, I think it, it has its moments, and some of the performances are, are really good. I think Kirsten Dunst is great, Yes. but that's not new. Um, but A, I really like, I just, I mean, this. This comment is fairly evergreen, which is, uh, I don't think it needed to be mockumentary. Um, and then at times, just as I was watching it, like, I, I just thought, like, this is trying so hard to be Heather's that, like, it just distracted me because I think it just didn't really, uh, I don't know, I just don't think it did a really good job with that. Plus, some of the humor, like, I'm actually a big fan of Will Sasso, mm -hmm. but what they do with his character, yeah. just making him like, you know, me me mentally disabled or yeah. whatever, and just using that as the joke, like, and and they pair him with uh, Mike McShane, who I also like. Yeah. So I, I feel like a lot of it was. Who's they, Mike McShane? Oh, he was uh, he, he was on Whose Lines It Anyway. He plays he was, his father, right? Or his yeah, brother? Uh, brother, I brother. think. Okay. He played okay. Friar Tuck in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so uh, I think maybe that was my problem with it was that yeah. they had a lot of really good people in there. Yeah. And I actually do think that Kirstie, uh, Kirstie Alley does a good job. Me too. But I feel like it just doesn't uh, utilize its resources really well. Yeah, I'll agree with you there. Yeah. Who's, uh, yeah, there's, we could talk, I could talk about the stuff about the movie I don't like, which is, yeah, the Will Sasso character and the uh, kind of like, oh, why am I drawing a blank on um, the mom who's like in the wheelchair, it's like burned and like has the, oh, the like um, 40 is like welded to her hand or whatever. Uh, Ellen, or Ellen Barkin. Ellen Barkin. Right? Barkin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I did, like, I thought that stuff, we could talk about the stuff I don't like. But Alice yeah, but and Jenny was funny in Alice it. Alice and Jenny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But we, we got to talk about my favorite joke in the movie, which is Kirsten Dunst saying, this could be my ticket out of town. Boys get to move away all the time because of hockey scholarships or prison. Yeah. It's <laughs> my favorite joke in the movie. Um, I just love just like the Midwestern accent. It's very funny to me. Like, join us in the basement for coffee and bars. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is like, when you watch it, you can just see like, all right, we've got the mockumentary style of Waiting for Guffman. Mm -hmm. We've got the dark element of high school, like Heather's. Yeah. And then we've got this accent, like Fargo. Like you yeah. can see all these things coming yeah, together. All the influences. influences. Yeah. Jinx. <laughs> but um, there are certain movies, though, that I saw probably on the time I first saw Drop Dead Gorgeous that I didn't like that I should probably revisit because I was like had some latent sexism or, or was just a dumb boy. Like, I didn't like Bring It On the first time, and now I know a lot of people love Bring It On. Yeah. 
I didn't like Legally Blonde the first time, and people love Legally Blonde. I never saw the second one. Like, these are movies I think I would like to revisit now that I've, like, sort of um, lost some of my self-consciousness about what movies are, like, cool or, or worthwhile, and, and, and there's a tendency in our culture to devalue things that are aimed at girls. Yes. Um, and well, so and I, I still think Drop Dead Gorgeous mostly sucks. I don't want to say that. Yeah. But I do think that I would like Bring It On more now. I do think I would like Legally Blonde more now. Do we yeah. all agree on our love of Clueless? Well, yeah. oh, that's what I was going to say is that like, yeah, I mean, I was a teenage boy and there's this feeling of like, oh, I'm not going to watch that shit. That's for girls. That's not for me. And I actually saw Clueless for the first time maybe a few, a couple of years ago. And I thought it was great. Yeah. Yeah. I like I liked everybody in it. I thought it's it was incredible. a really yeah. really solid movie. And it's truly like a time capsule. Like it's so That's for sure. Yeah. Perfect. I love yeah. it. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, um it's I mean The soundtrack is incredible. It really is. Yeah. The script like it's just it's perfect. Yeah, do you remember Tyler? You and I were on the Rock Solid podcast to to list some of our favorite yeah. soundtrack albums, like not scores, but soundtrack albums. Yeah, and Clueless was on my list. I specific my specifically highlighted the um, the Smoking Pope song. Mm -hmm. uh, I need you to. I want you to know what's it called. Uh, um, I need you around. I need you around. around. Yeah. What a great what a great song. <laughs> um, all right, I forgot. Oh yeah, but. Tyler and I have talked about how, or I've talked to Tyler about how often you and I like speak in our favorite movie quotes to mm -hmm. one another. Mm -hmm. Clueless has got to be up there with mm -hmm. like, uh, why would I go with Ty? Ty? Mm -hmm. Why would I go with Ty? Or um, I totally paused. Yeah. Something I say. Yeah. What else? You're a virgin. Who You're a virgin drive. who can't drive. I say that to you every day. <laughs> um, I think yeah. we quote Best in Show a lot. Cause That's we, probably the number We one. have a dog and... We interact with dogs often, yeah. so... Um, you obviously don't know my dog. Don't look at him, look at me. <laughs> These are things we say all the time. Get your buzzy bee. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, Wayne's World is high up there with our, uh, with our movie quotes, yeah. I think. Oh, wait, I forgot. The, my favorite quote that I use from Best in Show is, Who are you all of a sudden? <laughs> Are you are you proud, Mary? Yeah, I don't know if you're. Oh that. boy, are you are you proud, Mary? We go deep. Who are you all? <laughs> These aren't even like the good ones. Yeah, Jen and I we we don't talk. We don't like speaking a lot of movie quotes, except oddly enough, uh, the American Scream, uh, okay. that oh. documentary about home haunters. Yeah, and just like so many of those guys are like hilarious. Uh, whether they mean to be or not. Uh, so we will say, like, like, excuse me, get off, get in, back seat, um, especially now that we have kids. Yeah. Um, but then we also just talk to each other and just, like, random quotes, like uh, Jen and I were, like, Jen more than me, but, like, she was, like, a big uh, uh, Dave Ramsey guy, uh, uh -huh. girl, and... Uh, and so she, she and I would listen to him every once in a while. And uh, there was this one moment where he was doing an, he was gonna do an ad. And it starts off with, uh, with, the, with the, just the phrase, I'm busy. So it's all about like, you know, organization or whatever. Yeah. But the way he says it, he goes, I'm busy. 
and so like we just say that, that comes up to a each lot, other sure. all the yeah. time. Yeah. I'm busy. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was delightful. That reminds me, Tyler, do you remember when you and I first lived together in Chicago? There was a late night commercial for like a like a women's clinic, a family clinic or whatever. Okay. And the woman who was doing the voiceover, clearly on the page, the voiceover was supposed to be pregnant. Think you're pregnant? Oh, yeah, But she yeah. read it as pregnant? Think you're pregnant? Yeah. Like, like, it was like a contest. Like, vaguely, like, like, you think you're pregnant? Yeah. Get a load of this. Yeah, it was like vaguely threatening. Yeah. And, oh, absolutely. That was great. Uh, yeah. To, um, I remember... Um, what's the... Uh, when we first moved to Chicago and we watched a lot of TV because we only knew each other. Yeah. <laughs> and, and our building weirdly had like cable for free but some yeah. channels anyway um i didn't know that menards was like a national oh, chain yeah, yeah. because we didn't have them in st louis so i was like oh what's this like uh chicago local yeah. thing say save big money at menards is that not out here no oh okay what is it the is it carpeting? a store? Right. Save big money at menards or no is that furniture empire carpet we empire, have out here we have empire right, carpet. Yeah, yeah. and also we didn't have that in st louis either yeah. So yeah, I had a yeah. I, being like I, I was like St. Louis is such a specific pocket, and I learned so much about things that I assumed. Yeah. Like I had no idea. I'd never heard of Panera Bread because it's called St. Louis Bread yeah, Company. I mean, there, that's right. Yeah. And we don't know that it's not that it's called Panera. We didn't know. So like. No one knew. So like first time, it's like someone came into the video store I was working at with a bag that was very clearly like that design. Yeah. And I was like. Oh my God! There's a St. Louis bread company in here, and he and my coworker are like, "What are you talking about? This, yeah. is, this is Panera Bread." And I was like, what? "So I didn't I've been, know what that was." I've been watching. I've been watching a lot of uh, like documentary limited series about uh, about cults. Ooh. And uh, one of the big things is uh, a complete lack of awareness of the outside world. Mm-hmm. So I think St. Louis might be a cult. Yeah, I think it huh, might be. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the colors are red and white. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It's, the, it's the Cardinals. That's what it is. It's it's really it's not St. Louis. It's the cult so much as the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, fair, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Anything you'd recommend? As far as these miniseries. As far as the yeah. oh, or any cults you'd recommend? We're, we're uh, around. I'm we're looking. looking at, yeah, Wild Wild Country. I liked. Well, what's funny is. Uh, I haven't seen that. Okay. But I have seen the documentary now parody of it. Okay. Which is called Batshit Valley. <laughs> and it's uh, great. I like that. Um, no, I've been... Um, it's weird to, to say that I would... Any that I would recommend, given how guilty I feel for watching them. Right. Um, but yeah, there's one called uh, Shiny Happy People, which is on Amazon. And it's about the the... The fundamentalist Christian, I I will say cult, that the Duggars belong to. Yes. And uh, and then there's one on uh, Max. I think it's just called uh, I think it's just called Hillsong. Right. And right. you know it's interesting. Like, you know, I was raised in the church, but I've come to realize that for many many years I have not been plugged into like Christian culture. Don't get me wrong, I'm not lamenting that, but as a result, like, if you had said to me for so long, if you'd said, like, like, hey, what's Hillsong? I'd say, like, uh, something music, right? 
Like, that's all I would have. I had no idea it was this, like, this empire of churches mm -hmm. where, like, some of them were, like, as big as a stadium. Mm -hmm. And so that in itself, like, bothers me. But then, obviously, there was, like, there was money stuff and there was, you know, sex, sex scandals and all that. Are they still around, Hillsong? Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, Justin Bieber is still... Right. Oh, right. Oh, I thought he distanced oh, himself. Oh, maybe he did. I don't keep up. But yeah. that's how I knew, That's how I came to know, know Hillsong. We, you and I have not yet watched the other two season three, but the other yeah. two season two parodied Hillsong, right? Yeah. They were yeah. like, the, uh, what, what Chase Dreams got like baptized in a pool in the roof yeah. of like the Soho Club. Yeah. And it was like, do you, Chase Dream, fucks with Jesus? Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, um, Tyler, have you watched Righteous Gemstones? I haven't. Um, I don't know. It's... I know this is probably shitty of me, but like, I'm always reluctant to uh, watch stuff unless I guess, unless it's a documentary limited series, I guess. But I'm always relu reluctant to watch stuff that like, that picks like the worst elements of Christianity yeah. of like, of like American Christian culture and just be like, hey, aren't these people ridiculous? Yeah. And I guess even, not even like, the Christian culture thing. I, I have a I have a problem with like movies or or TV shows that like judge their characters, and they, and sure. I got that impression from that show. Yeah, maybe it's not for you. Yeah, do you like it? <laughs> um, I didn't watch. I only watched the first season, so maybe okay. that maybe I didn't like it enough. It was it's very very funny. I mean, I like everybody involved. In yeah, it. I'm sure I'd probably find it pretty funny it is very funny but yeah i guess i didn't love it enough to stick with it but i'll yeah. probably i'll probably go back to it yeah uh did you watch keep sweet pray and obey i am two episodes in okay uh, so we i was watching it with a friend and uh she'll be back in two weeks and we'll finish it then okay so i haven't finished it yeah. that's the thing because I, I've watched very few of these. But I feel like the like cult miniseries, cult docuseries, whatever, feels like on its face, it's like, ooh, this will be juicy and interesting. And then you get into it and you realize, like, oh, right, these are all real people. And this, yes. like, sucks. Such like, a this bummer. is awful. And, like, yeah, I found Keep Sweet, Pray, and Obey. We watched all four episodes, but I found it to be very upsetting. Yeah, like, as I was watching it, you know, it's all about, like, how oppressed, like, the women in the cult are. And then they're like, they're like, oh, and also... Uh, they send these little boys, like, all around the country to, like, work on these construction projects. And I was like, oh, good. It's nice to know everybody's exploited by this thing. Yes. Oh, also, and also because they need there to be more women than men, they, they also they just, like, like, kick kids out, all the, like, boys out all the mm -hmm. time who have no, like you were saying, yeah. no idea about the outside world, mm -hmm. no place to live. They say, yeah. now you're homeless in Salt Lake as, City. Yeah, as young as 13. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's Man, it is one of those things where, like, these uh, these documentaries are made so, like, quickly and easily. And I don't mean to suggest that the filmmakers are, like, callous to the subject, but there is a definite formula to these kind of uh, things. Yes. And, like you said, you go in being like, oh, this is going to be really, uh, like you said, juicy. and mm -hmm. And then you realize, like... Oh no, this is monstrous. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like I stupidly stupidly watched the uh Jared from Subway limited series oh. and uh immediately was like I like yeah, the story of him 
getting caught is interesting, but it's like, yeah, I could have read that on Wikipedia and not subjected myself to some of these, uh, some of these audio recordings. Yeah. It was pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, like, um, back to Keep Sweet, um, there was, like, a, a story about a woman who was 23 and she was a mom of five. And I just said, say no more. Like, I can't, right. like, it, yeah. this is already a terrible, like, I don't need to know anything worse than that. Like, anything yeah. beyond yeah. that. This yeah. is already so sad. So every time we watched an episode, we had to watch, like, a palate cleanser. What were we watching at that, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine or Brooklyn something? Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I think. Sure. Yeah, we'd watch a Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Because I couldn't, like, watch an episode and then go to sleep after yeah. that. You know? Yeah, we yeah. did something, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, you know, one of the, like, these limited series things are, you know, they eat up an afternoon. And so it's like, all right, I'll throw that on. And uh, so I did recently watch, I mean, I think it just, I think it just showed up like two days ago. And it's uh, Muscles and Mayhem, the story of the American Gladiators. Mm. Okay. And uh, it's on Netflix. And what I what was interesting is don't that tell me there's a dark underbelly to the American black. Certainly not. <laughs> I'll say this like, literally every single uh, beat of the series is like, yeah, I uh, not surprised. It's like oh, steroid use. Uh -huh. You don't say. Uh -huh. um, but it was co-directed by uh, by Jared Hess. Oh. And I remember. Dynamite guy. What was that? The Napoleon Dynamite guy, exactly. not Libre. Oh. I forget what, he went, what happened after that. And I didn't know that until the end of the first episode. And once I saw that credit, like, a lot of stuff fell into mm -hmm. place. I've never been a big fan of Jared Hess, partially because of what I just said. I feel like he kind of stands in judgment of his characters. Yeah. And I think he does, like, he lets the, the gladiators, like, speak for themselves and all that. But I think he just, he finds the whole the whole endeavor like so inherently ridiculous that like you just can't help but adopt a mocking tone mm -hmm. kind of like kind of like Alex Gibney tends to do but yeah but it's worth watching it's interesting but think? but it's not going to tell you anything you don't you don't already suspect assume, yeah. what is Alex I don't feel that way I'm not saying I love Alex Gibney but I don't feel like he mocks no maybe not mo well I feel like Alex Gibney does this kind of like uh, um, disingenuous thing where he always starts his documentaries being like, we're going to find out about this really interesting guy. Yeah. And then it's like, oh no, it turns out he's a piece of shit. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> it keeps happening. It's like, at a certain point, Alex Gibney, you, you got to do your research before. <laughs> Maybe it's not so much that he's mocking the subject as he is being kind of glib about it. Mm. Like if you watch like Going Clear or The Inventor or any number of other films mm -hmm. like I remember you and I, uh, when we were doing the show regularly, anytime one or the other of us saw an Alex Gibney documentary, you know, the other person would say, how was it? And we'd be like, it's an Alex Gibney, yeah, all Gibney <laughs> documentary. Like, you know what you're getting. And there was a time there, I feel like he was putting up like two or three a year. I know, it was oh. crazy. I haven't seen one in a while. But, um, but where's the, where, not to be that mom from the Onion article, but where's the four to six part miniseries where just everything goes well. Yeah. <laughs> <And> everything's... <laughs> right? <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> now, this reminds me of... 
uh, something your mom <laughs> yeah, said. That's what I was thinking. Okay, tell, tell the story. So um, we used to go camping, like rafting and camping at Kern River in the Kern. I know you're familiar with Kern County. Kern County, right? I am. Yes. Um, so I guess there was there's a lot of like undercurrent and a lot of injuries and even deaths with like the severe undercurrent. So my mom was trying to make a point about like, well, why don't they, why should they tell us how many people drowned that year? Why don't they tell us how many people had a good time at oh the river? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, there's like a sign that says, be careful, X number of people drown every right. year. It's why just is there a warning. sign that says how many people had a good time? Yeah. <laughs> that is maybe the most mom thing I've ever heard. It's a very mom thing to say, and it's a very like, my mom thing to say. Any Like anything that you can very easily hear in uh, Marge Simpson's voice, yeah. I feel like that's that's a pretty good sign. It's like the uh, the essence of a mom quote, right? Um, you know the um, now I'm bringing it back to sad <laughs> stuff, um, but there's actually Merle Haggard actually has a song about the Kern River and yeah. how his wife or lover drowned there, and he'll never swim in the Kern River yeah. again. I don't know if it's true or not. You should remind my these, mom about it. What's yeah. that? You should remind my mom about it. Well, no, I wouldn't want to. I mean. I don't want to set her off. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't they write songs about how many people had a good time yeah. on it, you know? Yeah, we'd all love that. I feel like the Beach Boys could do that. Which, um, I'm seeing the Beach Boys on Tuesday. Oh. Or I'm seeing Mike on Love. Sun- Sunday, right? Sunday, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike Love and whoever yeah. else decides to show up, I guess. Yeah, there's not yeah. going to be any Brian Wilson. Yeah. Right? No. no. It's Mike Love and his Beach Boys. Yeah. And John Stamos. And John Stamos. Of course. Yeah. Um, I'm there for the fireworks, though. It's, oh, oh, of course, yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, that Central California is something you two have in common. You both lived in Ventura County at one point yeah. Yeah. in your childhoods. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I lived in uh, Taft, California until right That's bef- in Kern County, right? In Kern County. Yeah. Right before my seventh birthday, and then we, uh, my dad got transferred to Ventura, and we were only there for about three years, but, uh, but I've gone back to visit pretty frequently, and, uh, yeah, like, it's very rare, I feel like, to, like, pick up on a vibe, like, the moment you get into a place, and as an adult, anytime I've gone to Ventura, I'm like, wow, this place... It's just like really chill. You can just tell immediately. Yeah, it's I like very this strange. I, yeah, there was yeah. Um, one of the very few, if on, not only, restaurants that have been on Kitchen Nightmares that I've been to. There was a, I don't know if it's still there, but there was a Greek restaurant like right on the water in, in Ventura, right by, by the pier. Um, and uh, I don't know, now that you and I watched all of Kitchen Nightmares together, I don't know if you remember the episode where it's like a Greek family that are in this restaurant and the son like doesn't want to be a part of it, but part of the restaurant is that they like, much like the Great Greek in Studio City, um, they have like a singing and dancing show and the son is like reluctantly singing and dancing, but he's like, I don't want to be part of this restaurant <laughs> industry. Anyway, I've eaten there. Um, I, yeah, I don't remember that. Um, no, that, I, that was before I knew you. Oh, okay. You don't think I ever went to Ventura before I knew you? Yeah, why would you? Um, Taft is, I think of Taft, is it Taft hyphen Mariposa? Uh, so there's Taft, which is its own city, and then there's Maricopa. Maricopa, which that's is what I'm nearby, thinking. and like okay. 
when I lived, when I was young, we we knew a family that lived in Maricopa, Maricopa, and it seemed like depressingly small to me then. Okay. And now, like, so many businesses have closed. Yeah. Like, it's it's like it's right on the edge of being a ghost town. It's yeah. Wow. It's kind of like a dust bowl town. Yeah. It's um, well, I remember because I used to live in San Francisco, and I'd have to drive back yeah. and forth, and I would always like stop for gas or pee in Taft. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all. That's how I knew it. Yeah, I mean, at, like, Taft has certainly seen better days, too. Yeah. Because um, it was a big, uh, my dad worked for Texco Oil, mm-hmm. and Taft, you know, Kern County in general is a big oil place. But, you know, the oil started drying up a little bit. Not completely, of course, but enough that, yeah, like, Texco transferred him out and a lot of other people. And, uh, yeah, and, like, Taft is one of the uh, is one of the few cities whose population uh, is shrinking, um, and uh, yeah, it's it's really it's really a bummer when I go back there. Yeah, I mean it's it's fun to go back. Um, essentially, the last few years, whenever I needed like a three day like vacation, mm-hmm. just for myself, and the the nature of the vacation was just like to be alone and be quiet for a while. Yeah. Um, I would just go to Taft by myself and just kind of drive around and see all the places I grew up with. And, you know, unsurprisingly, when you get older, you realize like, wow, this this town has uh, one stoplight. It's one of those. I never realized that when right. I was a kid. It seemed much bigger to me, right. as opposed to like, you could drive from one end of the town to the other in like five minutes. And then one time, I don't know why the hell I did this, but I think I was just curious. Um, Cause years ago, I used to drive for Lyft. Yes. And I still have my Lyft driver app and it's all up to date and everything. And so I went to Taft and I just like turned the app on uh, and left it on. And in three days I did not get, uh, get a request for a ride. Wow. Yeah. And I was just like, well, maybe this is a, maybe this is an Uber town, or maybe not even that. Everyone's maybe, just home. Yeah. Um, That's. Sorry, I just I was reading the Taft Wikipedia page. There's some really fun stuff about Taft. Uh, yeah. Famous figures or w- no? I haven't gotten to that. Well, I so, know that I know what its original name was. Well, its original name going way back was Sighting Number Two. Sure. And then it was. Uh, or at least the state, the, the the train station there wanted to change the name to Moro, M O R O, but there was already Moro Bay just down the coast, yeah. so they changed it to Moron. Moron. <laughs> and there are apparently there's there's a museum in town that still has pictures of businesses that say like the Moron Pharmacy and stuff like that. Wow. Have you been to that museum? Uh, <clears throat> I've been to, I've been to the Kern County. Oil Museum, which okay. is in Taft, but I don't think I've been to that one. Oh, the West Kern Oil Museum. I see it right here. Yeah. Uh, and then the fire burned the town, most of the town down, and when they rebuilt it, they changed it to Taft, in honor of William Howard Taft, who had just been elected president. Yeah. Um, right. In, or he was elected in 1908, started serving in 1909. Yeah, notable figures. I should look and see if I can. There's a handful. I've, I've looked it up before. It's a few. Notable there, people. There's some athletes, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, Bill Bagnall from the Motorcycle Hall of Fame. Okay. Oh, Jordan Belfort. Really? Leonardo DiCaprio's character from The Wolf of Wall Street. Wow. That I didn't know. Wow. Um, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I should have read the whole thing. Not originally from Taft. Spent time at the Taft Correctional Institution. Oh, that that's, I believe. That's very yes. different. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I remember when uh, they, they built that prison a few years after we left, and it was like a big boon to the economy. But also, it's one of those things like when you drive into Taft, it has one of those signs that says, like, don't pick don't up hitchhikers yes. and stuff That's like always, that. Oh, speaking yeah. of signs, it's the part I skipped over because it's like too sad, but Taft was at one point a quote unquote sundown town. Ugh. Uh, meaning no black people were allowed to be in the town at uh, uh, that after tracks. dark. I believe that. Um, so so it's Pasadena. So, I mean... Yeah, it's that part of the world, I guess. Yeah. Um, or that time. I don't know. Uh, Diane Feinstein's dad. Okay. Uh, was born in Taft. Uh, and Ryan Shuck, you might not know his name, but he played guitar for a little band called Orgy. Wow. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then... Um, so, a few movies... Have filmed in Taft, most notable being uh, the Best of Times, okay. um, which Kurt is not Russell a very Williams. yeah, not a very good movie. Um, but a girl walks home alone at night was shot there. Uh, the it's an Iranian film, mm-hmm. and the town in the film is called like Bad City or something like that. And apparently, there were no cities bad enough in Iran. <laughs> to shoot at and so they're like they're like oh man what's what's worse than this oh Taft California yeah. and I'm and that's the thing it's like best of times is all about how terrible it is to live there but like they still let them shoot there cause like hey we'll take the money take it, it's fine it, yeah. yeah um I think the pat- pat- patrons by the way if you want to support Tyler and get uh extra uh movie talk and, and video and stuff including uh natalie and i doing some taste tests yeah if you want to watch me might, like put throw popcorn in my mouth yeah and there eat might ice be cream. one coming up that i haven't told you about yet we'll see about i just that. learned about we'll see uh sign up for the patreon patreon.com slash battleship retention it's uh two five or ten dollars a month depending on what you want and uh some of that goes to tyler um a lot of it goes back into the show but uh so patrons already know because scott and i talked about it but uh speaking of a girl walks home alone at night. Um, Natalie and I had uh, last fall an Anululi Amarpur uh, sighting. <laughs> um, we were at a free consideration, like award screening of an Iranian movie called Holy Spider, which neither one of us liked, no. right? But it was almost worth it for a great reception after, but before that, a Q&A section, <laughs> section that I love. I love when they go wrong, you know? Uh. Um, I'm already uncomfortable. So uh, this guy stood up, and he didn't say I have more of a comment than a question, but he had more of a comment than a question. Yeah. Because uh, it's the um, Holy Spider is based on a true story of a man who murdered a bunch of prostitutes or sex workers in yeah. in Tehran, and then was like a a significant portion of the population was like on his side because he said he was doing it for like moral, mm-hmm. like religious reasons. Yeah, anyway, uh, so this guy stood up. And now I, you have to remember this screening. Now what you have to remember is this was the '60s. Sorry, this is what that's what happens in, in every documentary. Uh, no, yeah. uh, the attack on Paul Pelosi had like just happened. Mm. So this guy stood up and he was like, 
you know, this guy's story reminds me of something a little more recent, a little more close to home, and, like, tries to make this belabored connection between this guy who murdered women yeah. uh, for religious reasons and this nut bar who broke into Nancy Pelosi's home and uh, beat up her husband. Yeah. And so another woman spoke up and was, like, refuting that, saying, yeah. you know, that's not what this is about, it's about something, blah, blah, blah. And it started to get kind of heated, and then the moderator who... I won't say her name, but it's someone we know. Um, uh, like, calmed it down and moved it on. So at the reception later, I was like, uh, hey, great job dealing with that and, and moving on. And she was like, you know that woman who was shouting was on a Lily Allen floor, right? <laughs> um, and, and she had also brought her dog. That's what I was saying. And then we yeah. looked around, and it was like, sure enough, there's on a Lily Allen floor with a little dog. With a tiny which, dog. Like, that's just like a L.A. power move. Like, yeah. you're not supposed to bring a dog to this thing. But yeah. She's going to bring her little dog. If you can, you do. And it was a cute dog. Anyway. It was a cute dog. I always I always hate those Q&As for that reason. No, we only I, stayed because we knew there was going to be a reception after. Yeah. yeah. I'm oh, sorry, go on. No, yeah, no, no, ahead, that's the only reason, oh. too. I've been a part of uh, a few Q&As, like one at, uh, at WonderCon and one and a few at various, uh, like, Christian festivals and stuff. And, uh, oh, it's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible on all sides. Yeah. It's terrible watching it. It's terrible being up there because you never know when someone is going to have, yeah, more of a comment than a question. Mm -hmm. And and then, of course, there's the the, uh, the subset of the, uh, the self-promoting comment. Mm -hmm. And, <laughs> like, I remember I was on a panel at, Internet, at the International Christian Film Festival. And the panel was going really well. Then it came time for the Q&A. And, like, I was literally thinking, like, is it possible for me to, like, lie and leave? And <laughs> say, hey, guys, this has been great, but I got to go. Yeah. You know? But it was like that. I was going to ask, did you, like, almost out of, like, muscle memory when they said, let's take some questions from the audience, just walk out. Because that's what <laughs> yeah, I did at yeah. Comic-Con. I watched the panel. And then it's like, all right, yeah. let's open up to questions from the audience. I'm like, I'm done. That's, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. And, like... And so this guy stood up, and he was, he's a guy who'd been, he'd been around the festival a few years, and he was just like, he started addressing some of the stuff that we had talked about, and then very quickly veered into his own career frustrations and stuff like that, and just was like talking for a, a solid two or three minutes mm. before the moderator was like, and it's tough, because you know, it's a Christian film festival, so everyone wants to be really nice and stuff and patient. But the moderate adventure was like, uh, sir, is there a question coming up? And, uh, <laughs> you gotta have a good moderator. Yeah. yeah and uh, the guy, and what's more is for a while, I was going to be the moderator of that panel. Uh, oh, man, before, yeah. And if, like, if I, and I was like, thank God. Thank God they just put me as a panelist because I probably would not have been able to, uh, Hide my contempt for this guy right. like this right. person did. Uh, I want to go back to that Holy Spider Q&A because I want to, I, I was, and I'm going to throw the director of Holy Spider under the bus because uh, I didn't like him and I didn't like his movie. <laughs> um, but this was also around the time of the protest, the Iranian women protesting. Mm. Um, and so the people, uh, it was our friend moderating and then the director and the star, who, a woman, not not the star who played the killer, the right. the the uh, fictional 
character they made up who's a journalist who is, anyway, that's not important. What's important is that you've got an Iranian woman on the panel and she starts talking about these protests and the director <laughs> interrupts her to say like what these Iranian women doing are doing it's just really impressive. That's like all he had to say. Yeah. Which led, speaking of speaking in like movie and TV quotes, Natalie, do you remember what you said uh, about that? I've got something to say. No, I've got nothing to say. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's another one I quote often. Yeah. yeah. Is anything strange with candy? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We love the, um, uh, the, the scene where she's taking the lie detector, lie detector test and she's, so I'll be, okay. Um, uh, what's your favorite animal? Uh, kitten. And snake. Yeah, yeah. And what's your favorite food? Crepe Suzette. And meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also different episode. But Jerry, where do you buy your shoes? Wait. Um, oh, the. The comfort zone. Yeah. <laughs> All the popular girls have new tennis shoes that they're like defining characteristics is that the laces are super long. Yeah, they're called flares. Flares. You're a fan too, Tyler, if yeah, I it's recall. Been a lot. It's been a long time since I watched either the show or the movie. Yeah, I've actually still here. never seen the movie. Oh, it's good. Okay. Yeah. I think you'd like it. I think so too. I could do a rewatch. Yeah. If you're down. Yeah. yeah. I think the movie is what, like, it has one of my favorite moments where like Jerry and her family are just like hanging out and then like the doorbell rings and they all just like look at each other like with suspicion and anger at the idea of like somebody visiting that they weren't expecting. And it just like, they just like look at each other and are like vaguely scared or horrified just for like a solid like 30 seconds to a minute before they decide to answer it. And they never explain why they're reacting that way yeah. and yeah. Uh, that's that's like the kind of thing that i love so much yeah so tell you you and i took a class in film school taught by that's right paul Danello's brother dan mm-hmm. Danello, mm-hmm. who that's also right. directed a couple episodes mm-hmm. of yeah of changes of the candy yeah it, and you know what like he was a he was a nice guy but yeah. uh that class really frustrated me because you were like you and i we also took a uh Michael Powell and David Lean class. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that was uh, that was a uh, that was Falzone, it was right? Ron Falzone. Yeah. yeah, our favorite teacher. And like the favorite first thing, I'm sorry, prof. That, Your students call you prof? No. Okay. <laughs> I I tell them to call me Tyler. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sometimes they'll call me professor. Sometimes Mr. Smith, and it's like, all right, fine. Um, touchdown? Do they ever? Call you touchdown? I, I insist they call me that, but they they never do. They don't they feel comfortable. Um, <laughs> we, we've talked about touchdown, right? That oh, that is... touchdown, Smitty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So me and me and Cole are Cole Pasek, the composer of Battleship Pretensions, chilling theme music. We lived yeah. together. Once we realized Tyler's first two initials were TD, we started calling him Touchdown, Touchdown Smitty. Yeah. Um, and then one time you went home for a whole summer. And we made, out of paper towel roll, we made a banner that hung outside the window for, like, when you came back to welcome you home. Yeah. And it said, welcome back, touchdown. And Cole, 
had a picture of a guy with his hands up, and the bubble was, pass me the pigskin, please. Yeah. <laughs> I, yes, I remember. I wish I'd kept that. Yeah. Um, I have now forgotten what we were talking about. Uh, why the sci-fi visions of a post-human future oh, class yeah. frustrated you. So when we took that David Lean class, the first thing that Falzone said was, okay, we're not going to watch Bridge on the Requi, Lawrence of Arabia, or Doctor Zhivago. I'm assuming that you guys have already seen them, because why else would you take a David Lean class? Right. Meanwhile, in that science fiction class, like 10 out of the 13 movies we watched were like Blade Runner, Alien, 2001. Like it was all like the most, the most obvious uh, sci-fi right. movies. And it's like if you're... Right, if we're you're, like third-year film students. We've seen Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which is why, like, you know, when we saw Demon Seed, I was like, well, at least this is something I haven't seen before. Yeah. And actually, I liked it quite yeah. a oh, bit. Oh, yeah, great movie. But that frustrated, frustrated me a lot, just the idea of, like... And then, that was, like, one of the only classes that enforced the attendance policy. Hmm. And I thought, like, yeah, that makes sense. Because why else would someone show up, unless they're required to, yeah. to watch Alien for, like, the... Seventh time. Yeah. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with these movies, but no. You know, you go to film school, like learn new stuff. Right. Right. So well, at least that, you watched the that sixth class day. Me. Yeah. Ex- exactly. <laughs> we watched the sixth day. <laughs> Forgotten Arnold Schwarzenegger. What? Two thousand two? Two thousand one? Is it two? That sounds right to me. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of like. Like, uh, cut rate, discount Philip Dick type of thing? Or is it oh. a Philip Dick thing? I don't actually know. Um, you dropped but, the K? Yeah. But yeah, you're right. I just, yeah. I, yeah, we're on, we're, we're tight. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, Phil Dick and me. Yeah, oh, Phil yeah, boy. No, it has nothing to do with Phil K. Dick. But okay. it's 2000, actually. 2000. Oh, I thought it was later. And Roger like Spottiswood directed it. And, like, the one thing that I could uh, cling to in that, unsurprisingly, was, like, Hey, here's Robert Duvall. Like, give the film some heart. Mm-hmm. Like, any amount of heart. But it's actually a night. It's fun that we're talking about this because a couple nights ago, I did a rewatch of a movie I haven't seen in about 30 years. And that's Last Action Hero. Oh, yeah? It's have you seen great. That? Uh, no, I have not. Yeah, I, I, I liked so. it at the time. But now that I'm watching it, it's like, this is great. Like it's, at times it's maybe a, a a little too broad and like it's sort of meta elements, but it's actually really good. I liked it a lot. Hmm. I think it does some really good stuff as far as like doing like parody action stuff, and it's directed by John McTiernan. Yeah, and so like McTiernan doing like a parody of the genre that he helped to like craft. I think it works really well, and uh, it's a film that I don't, I don't know, I don't hear a lot of people talking about, but it's definitely worth watching, and I okay. think uh, I think Arnold's actually doing really good work in it. Hmm. What was the last Arnold Schwarzenegger movie any of us saw? Uh, I think True Lies. <laughs> That's the last one? <laughs> yeah. What, 93? Yeah. Um, Something like that, 95. I watched Maggie, which I guess at this point was like... Is like seven or eight years old, I think. Okay. And uh, 
it was fine and he did a fine job in it. It was kind of weird to see him like actually try to like act. And I don't know, it's just so strange that like, like, you know, your whole career is based around like your body. And within that, we are willing to forgive a lot of weird line readings. Right. So now we have this thing where we don't see your body at all and you're talking a lot. But within that, he still did pretty well. Okay. Hmm. Don't get me wrong. The escape plan 10 years ago, 2013, that was mm-hmm. the last one I saw. Oh, boy. Um, I forgot. I saw Batman and Robin. <laughs> okay. That's 97. Yeah. That's yours. Yeah. There was, he did make a, a brief cameo in the rundown. A movie you and I both really like. <laughs> um, which now that you never saw, right? I, I'm pretty sure I saw it. Okay. Wait, can I tell this story? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm convinced. That Natalie's convinced. She saw the, the trailer and she was convinced there was a part where Dwayne The Rock Johnson says, give me the rundown. <laughs> <laughs> which doesn't happen in the trailer. I don't it's know. Maybe true. it's in the movie. I don't it's remember true. it being in the movie. I saw it a couple Not times. Not that I recall. But no. we'd watch the trailer. He definitely doesn't say, give me the rundown in the trailer. I'm convinced. <laughs> Who's going to prove me wrong this and watch like the whole thing? This is like a Mandela effect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, uh, I hate that there are like Mandela effect, like conspiracy theorists. Yeah. Because obviously it's just people misremember stuff. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. But some of them are really interesting. Like the one that I learned the other day is that Ed McMahon and the Publishers Clearinghouse never had anything to do with one another. Wait, that can't be. No, it's true. Ed McMahon was involved with a similar organization called American Family Publishers, who also gave out prizes and stuff. But people are convinced that they saw Ed McMahon go up to people's doors with giant checks and that were Publishers Clearinghouse and stuff. Never happened. Yeah, if you had had, uh, asked me, like, hey, who's the face of... uh Publishers Clearinghouse, I would have said Ed McMahon. Yeah, but no. My favorite did. one of those is um, everyone assumes that Tom Cruise is wearing sunglasses in Risky Business when he skids across the floor. Right. But he's not. Oh. Yeah. However, he is wearing sunglasses in the, on the cover. The cover of the yeah. VHS, right? Yeah. yeah. So I could understand how that would be. Um, Tyler, have you, I know you've been watching a lot of TV, especially like short form comedy. Yeah. Have you watched How To with John Wilson? No, not yet. I actually okay. just added that to my watch list. Yeah. I've heard great things it's, about it. It's amazing. There's a whole, but there's a whole episode on Mandela effect conspiracy theorists. That's pretty strange. But oh, uh, that's cool. There's, they're doing one more, and then I guess that's it. I think the third season is going to be the the last one. That seems to be the. There's the a lot trend. of that going around. A lot of that going around these days. Yeah. yeah. Oh, t- Natalie, you heard about the other two that it's over after the third season oh no i didn't that's oh. that's a bummer well especially when you find out why it's not about ratings apparently the showrunners are uh, verbally abusive monsters oh. who had way too many hr complaints and oh. warners had to like do an internal investigation into their behavior and stuff i, I hate to hear that and it yeah. kind of makes you wonder like i mean look i get it the showrunner is like the person that runs the show that's the whole deal but like you know if you've got the writers and the actors like couldn't you conceivably keep it going? Yeah, and they're all doing such a good job. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. at the same time, like, when Dan Harmon left Community for one season, that season, it just, like, it just didn't feel right. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe maybe uh, if they did that, the other two wouldn't quite feel right. 
there's, I mean, this is obviously the stuff about Joss Whedon came out a while ago. And more recently, the stuff about uh, Lost. I don't know if either of you have seen. There's a whole book coming out about how bad working in the writers' room for Lost was. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, but there was an excerpt from that book in, I can't remember what Vanity Fair, maybe I think. Um, and uh, it's a real bummer to read, and some of it is like very shocking how like commonplace like racist jokes yeah. and sexist jokes and stuff were in in the writers' room. Yeah. Um, and uh, but what's really interesting in the article is to read how the difference between how Damon Lindelof has responded to these, which is to like grant interviews, deny nothing, apologize for everything, yeah. and how Carlton Cuse has responded, which is through a PR spokesperson, and yeah. that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I want to like give Damon Lindelof credit; he clearly held some responsibility yeah. for the way things went at the time, and he, but at least he recognizes that now. Yeah, that's. That's too bad, like, especially when I think of a show like Lost, which I think is so complex and so intelligent. Yeah. Like, it's hard to believe that, like, in the writer's room, they're just, like, smoking cigars and, like, Mm -hmm. spanking, like, the coffee girl's ass (laughs) or whatever. Like, it just, I can't reconcile the two. Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah, it's, I mean, but it's all these... I mean, I feel like it's something about these shows where, like, the other two is not a very popular show, but the people who love it are, like, tastemakers and people in the know. So I wonder, it goes to these people's heads, I think. Like, Lost, Joss Whedon, like, Mm -hmm. these people are talked about as being geniuses and they run with it. I guess it'd be, Mm -hmm. like, it'd be more funny if, like, the... uh, it turned out that the showrunner of like judging Amy or something was, like, (laughs) a tyrant. Yeah, that's funny. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's... uh... I try to, I, I think about that sometimes because, what was it? Oh, I was talking with a friend of mine about Scientology and Tom Cruise and like, you know, movie stars are already, they're already told yes all the time, but, but like within uh, the world of Scientology, it's like, man, Tom Cruise must just be like, they just must be like fueling his ego just so much that like he loses all perspective but I do find myself wondering like alright how many people would have to call me have to call me a genius for me to even begin to believe it because like if I if I created something and I was like oh my gosh this is amazing you're a genius I feel like my first thought would be like oh oh no I'm not yeah. <laughs> like you you haven't seen me uh, try to get out of jury duty. <laughs> like, if you saw that, the genius is the last word you would use. Uh, you might use, well, you probably use incompetent first because of me having to, like, go to the website and figure that out. And then you'd probably call me a scumbag when you heard some of the shit I said to get out of jury duty. <laughs> like when I said... I don't like cops. Yeah. And, uh, but that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's what I say, that too. That was true, That's yes. one thing we all have in common. Yeah. We don't, or at least we don't trust cops. Well, this was... Look, I don't mean to be, uh, you know, an asshole, but uh, this was before hating cops was cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you're we're, a real trendsetter. We're joiners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I feel like on this, we all have come together in our dislike of... 
uh, uniformed police officers, uh, law enforcement. I think that's a great place to wrap up, right? We've gone an hour. Sure. We're all in agreement. Yeah. A, a, a cab, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Tyler, I don't know if Tyler's plugged in enough to the leftist Twitter to know what a cab means. What? What is it? Uh, all cops are bastards. It's short for all cops are yeah. bastards. <laughs> and you know what? It's one of those things that, like, now because I'm uh, such a contrarian, now that everybody hates cops, I'm like, well, hang on, guys. <laughs> Watch out. No, that they're not terrible. <laughs> yes. uh, all right. Well, that's great. Um, you can uh, thank you so much for listening for 850 weeks in a row. Yeah. I'm assuming oh all that you did. Of course. Um, of course, you can find this podcast at battleshipretention.com. You can uh, email me at david at battleshipretention.com. Follow me on Twitter at davypretension. Um, same address on Blue Sky. Uh, Twitter, uh, letterboxed uh, David Bax. Um, please check out. The one where I met your mother, where Natalie and I watch an episode of Friends and an episode of How I Met Your Mother every week, and have you want to hear about Natalie and David's in jokes? We make all kinds of in jokes. Yeah, we currently have five listeners. <laughs> That's not true. Oh. <laughs> we have we have many more than that, yeah. um, but we have you got like five times that. Yeah, at least five times than yeah. that. We have many more. Uh, so check that out. Um, Natalie, anything else you want to plug? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, Tyler, what do you want to plug? Well, I do have a, a, a new review on Battleship Pretension of a film called Nefarious. Uh, I'll give a little bit of background. It is a, a Christian uh, horror film, and this is something that happens every once in a while. Uh, Christian groups and, and fellow Christians will be like, hey, I know you hate Christian films, but this one's different. It's not different. <laughs> it's never different. Stop saying that. Uh, it's a, a horror movie that makes no attempt at all to be frightening. Um, because And it's about like spiritual warfare and demons. And it would seem that the writer directors thought that that in itself is enough to make it scary. Um, but yeah, it's not good at all and uh, what's fascinating to me is that like this is why this is why I hate Christian culture is that like my fellow Christians like they'll take whatever they like and imbue it with like spiritual vitality to such a degree that like if you look at some of the user comments on Rotten Tomatoes it's just astonishing that they're like oh well you know of course, these critics hate, hate this movie. They're uh, they're enemies of God, and it's like enemies of good God, and it's just like, and I never like, and one of the reasons that I decided to write the review was because I thought like, ah, this might get us some hate clicks. I don't know, um, and nobody's commented, but I've looked at some of the comments on like other critics' negative reviews, and I just think like. Wow, these uh, these Christians are decidedly unchristian in the way uh, they talk about these guys who simply don't think this movie is very good, and it's just like and and it's just so discouraging to me. Like every time I think that like the Christian film world is making progress, whether it be in the films that are being made and Christian reaction to it, 
every time I think that, I'm reminded of like, no, it's we're still like, it might be maybe one step ahead of where we were like 10 years ago, but we're really not making much progress at all. But anyway, you can read my review of uh, of Nefarious, and then you can go down that rabbit hole and yep. be as angry as me. <laughs> all right. Well, um, thank you again for listening for 150, 850 weeks. And we'll get you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.